Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 100. I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's uh, characters, they're not even guests, they're characters. Um, we decided to flip the script on the show a little bit. Um, so what we're doing is we're actually, you've heard, I'm sure some people have heard me rattle these names off, Brian and Emma. And so what we're doing right now is the three of us are going to sit and rattle off number 100. So uh, we'll go with ladies first. Name and who you are. My name's Emma, and I have no idea how to identify. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so hold on. So this show, I'm going to cut you off early. Okay. So the show, um, Emma's been scheming about trying to like how to um, take over this show and like put me in a corner, which isn't a good idea. And you can see out of the gate that she has no business trying that with me. <laughs> so... When I ask, and here's the other thing about Emma. So Emma um, cuts the show. So what, how this, I'll, do, I'll give everyone some context here. Brian and I have been running together for almost three years. Brian helps with all the setup, the lights. He edited this thing from like 14 to 40. And now we brought Emma on board, who's now cutting the podcast. So every guest that's been on the show, she's heard this same question out of my mouth for like 30 episodes. So when I ask you who you are, I would hope you have a better answer than We're stumbling. We're like 50 episodes though. Uh-huh. Not 30. So um, who are you? I, I, my name's Emma, and I cut the Calgary Sessions podcast. That's your who? <laughs> I'm an innately curious person. There you there it is. I'm very passionate about podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good. So you, sir, name and who you are. My name's Brian, Brian Melnick. Um, I've been helping Jeff on the podcast for a number of years now, and who I am, I am the possibility of greatness. I always find that there's a purpose in life, and the actions of who I am today and what I do today is going to create who I will be tomorrow, and that's kind of my life's journey. So you can see, you can see the three of us are, um, the cool thing about this idea of like flipping, the, flipping the podcast on its head is actually people get to understand what makes this thing tick, and you can tell by the different people will be able to tell the way we all, the three of us talk differently, we think differently, we have different motivations, we have different backgrounds. So I think this would be a cool experience, at least for the three of us to hang out for a duration of time to actually just listen to each other. This environment, when I usually have guests one-on-one, they're like, it's such a weird atmosphere to talk about yourself. So this will be a twist for me to challenge me to actually have two conversations on the go. And it's also going to be a twist for you guys to actually be in front of the camera on this show specifically. Emma has her own podcast, so she has some FaceTime. Brian hasn't. So this will be a cool experience for the three of us. So uh, no rules. Okay. Any questions are on the table. Is this one of those Ricky Bobby moments? If I forget what to do with my hands and I start creeping up, just let me know, okay? Dude, <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I cannot control you. I figured that out a long time ago. So you have to manage yourself on this one. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I have a few ideas of where this is going to go. But I, the first question I want to ask, and I'm always going to go to her first, no disrespect. But he's been here longer. I know, but it's just like I, I'm going to go, my brain is left, right. Kay. So I'm going to go okay. left, right. So... What I want to know, I want to give people some more context into your world. So I would love for them to understand um, how you ended up here specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I go on too long, just let me know. But I have been interested in podcasting for a while, and I had gotten my first paid role in podcasting. And it resulted in me moving to the States, which um, that season of my life just really 
what's the word I'm struggling to articulate? Um, like jumbled up my life, but yeah. not necessarily in a bad way, but um, I was in a really confused, I feel like season of my life when I moved back to Calgary from there. And I remember I was scrolling on Instagram one day and Jeff Humphreys popped up on my explore feed and I realized you're from Calgary and you were creating this high level podcast. And I thought to myself, I haven't seen anyone doing this in Calgary. And because I had had exposure to a high level set previously, I knew like what microphones you're using. And um, like I said, I, I think I had more awareness on that this was something different than what I had seen before. So I sent you a message on Instagram, asked you to go for coffee and you said no that you only go for beer. I just love, I love putting that. <laughs> but it's like, but here, here's the funny thing. It's so consistent. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, that's like now it. that I know you, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, um, you tell me that you couldn't get a word in edgewise when we met. I was just drilling you with questions mm-hmm. unsurprisingly. And, um, yeah, after that, you invited me to come check out the set. You guys yeah. were recording. Yeah. Cause you were like, um, I'll, I'll cut you off here. Mm-hmm. You went, when we were first talking, you were like a gear junkie. You know, your, your, your brain was like, you want to understand the how mm-hmm. and the kind of the tools and like if there was <coughs> tricks or what the process was. So you're mm-hmm. very like gear driven. So the idea was to invite you on set to kind of see what's going on. Well, I think I'm noticing is I'm just trying to learn as much about podcasting as I can. And maybe in that season, I was really into equipment. I feel like it comes and goes, right? You guys have seen, I go through different like, uh, seasons, I guess, in podcasting. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. And then I think it was like the next day or something, you called me and you asked if I wanted to work with you and help you edit the podcast, I think it was. Yep. And then I moved to the UK like a month later. So mm-hmm. it's great to hang out with you guys in person. Mm-hmm. And the timing to do this is, is, is perfect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Your turn. So... When I say your turn, you, you know your your journey to this spot is different. So, wind it back and explain how you ended up sitting here right now. As in how we met? Yeah, sure. Let's go there. Yeah, um, I was COVID, and uh, I was uh, just finishing up a degree, and uh, Jeff had, you know, digital guy. He was <laughs> hashtagging, and one of my hashtags that was saved in uh, Instagram at that time was entrepreneurship. And Jeff was uh, was hashtagging, and he was talking at a camera, and just kind of first in his first steps of experiencing the the digital life. And uh, so I watched a couple of those videos, and you know he just stayed in my phone. And uh, then I went to grad school, and they wanted me to do this internship, and the internship was like it was like oh my god, we we're doing five classes a semester. I'm busier than I've ever been before, and now you basically want me to go look for a job. And my brain short circuits. I'm like not a chance that's not happening so I came up with an entrepreneurship project and I told my professors that I was going to go find clients and I was going to service clients and they're like well you can't do that that's never been done before I'm like well why can't we like I actually already have clients that I can service and so then they're like okay well you need to have a mentor and I was like okay fine and then at that time I'd seen Jeff's uh, podcast and so I messaged him on LinkedIn I was like hey man what's going on I was like, not too much. Do you want to chat? And he was like, yeah. So then we were uh, FaceTiming or something like that. And yep. he's sitting there and I'm kind of doing this long spiel and he just stares me dead in the eyes. He's like, what do you want? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was beating around the bush to get to the ask, the why of the conversation. And he's just like, what do you want? I'm like, I want you to be my mentor. And he's like, done. And then, you know, this is 
we went for a bike ride, actually we went for a bike ride down to the brewery, which uh, big shout out to our boys down mm-hmm. at Tailgunner Brewing. Yep. Uh, we went down there and they were doing construction and, you know, we drank beer out of the bright tank and I was like, man, I've, I've made it. This is the best that it could <laughs> ever be right now. And he's quizzing me on the way down about my digital skills and my photography and stuff. And two weeks later, he had me in front of uh, Pickleball Cannon filming a commercial. And that was it. And I was like, he trusts me? Like, how does he know I'm not going to screw this up? (laughs) And so literally our pathway is we met on the internet. We vibed. Turns out we live two blocks away from each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of our meetings are I just come knock on your door. And I was like, hey, Jeff. And you're like, hey, Brian, what's going on? And uh, that was it. Yep. So the cool thing about both those stories, the reason I wanted you guys to tell them is just because it's such a, um, I talk a lot about like creating inbound traffic. You know, you speak, speak and, and explain who you are and what you're passionate about and it starts creating opportunities. So this is like the reason we're all three of us in a room is because of that, right? It's such a, it, it might seem um, just normal for us to operate like that. But for so many people, it's just so confusing on how it actually works. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about this, this scenario right here, is the three of us can like really jam because we're all aligned. And that's what makes this thing work really well. And that's why the show can go, became, it became a weekly. And now we're cranking at 100 episodes. So it's, um, the alignment is the reason I feel it's so, it's not easy to do this, but it, it seems fairly seamless. I don't know what you guys think about the process and how it's been. For the, uh, it kind of hit home just the other day when uh, we had a party, our uh, our inaugural party, our first party, community party. Um, I was hanging out with your mom and she's just so proud of you and she's talking about you and she, she goes, man, Jeff always talks about you. I'm like, Jeff talks about me? She's like, yeah, like you guys are such a good team. You work so well together. And multiple people came and talked to me about our team, yep. the team that we have, like how we relate with each other, mm-hmm. what we do with each other, and and how the teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's seamless. Yeah. 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 It's rare, too. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm the elder statesman in this group, I definitely understand that it's rare. And then you two are just like, you know, Emma specifically, you're figuring out at a at a much younger age, which, mm-hmm. is, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like something about it too is we're all choosing to be here. And I think that's like another game changer is one, like we said, we have these, we're very different, but there's something about us that we, we, I feel like we have a vibe, right? Like I hung out with you today just because I wanted to, I didn't need to. Um, But I think a huge part of it is like, we are choosing to be here, right? And then in a creative kind of space and more of like freelance kind of stuff. um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just think about if I had like a corporate job, I wouldn't really have that opportunity sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the idea around the podcast, um, it's interesting for me because I came at it from an approach of like I needed to create content online when I started my business. I needed to like build a brand, have a voice in a space. Obviously, you see what it turns into. You two characters are a part of my world now. So that was my kind of podcasting. It was more just more of the, um, it was like the, the tool to get the content out the door. So it could have been just like a short form video piece. There could have been a different style of content, but it, I chose a podcast. So that was kind of my entry into the world. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I didn't know we could throw parties and have like an amazing atmosphere just because it's a bunch of like-minded people. But I didn't see any of that. Your perspective is different. You know, the podcast world to you is kind of your everything. 
you've kind of latched onto it from a, a mm-hmm. you know, a younger spot and it's kind of your driver. So mm-hmm. what is it actually like, what's your why behind the passion behind podcasting? Podcasting? Um, to me, podcasting is connection. And I think that's why I love the medium. Um, I feel as though it's also a way to have deeper conversations. Did you want to say something, Brian? No? Okay. (laughs) Um, Just with the social media nowadays, everything's so short form. And so I really love to have a longer form piece of content. Um, And it also, as someone who I say, I didn't have many people around me growing up and things like that. I didn't have many friends. I feel like podcasting was a way for me to get access to different perspectives. And so... I know the impact that had on my life. And so it's been really cool to now extend that and work on other podcasts and create other connection. And so you get the connection between the host and the guest or guests. But at the same time, we've seen like with your community event, it creates waves of once you connect with these people on a podcast, you're connecting on such a deep level that I feel like the relationships are so much stronger than if you were to do any other kind of collaboration. Mm -hmm. Um, If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And your driver behind it all, obviously the name of your show mm-hmm. and, and your, your spirit, yeah. how do you, I see where you're going. how do you, how do you, <laughs> what is it? What is it that drives you? Um, I am just innately curious about people. Um, and I think my curiosity is a way to connect with other people, right? Asking about them and, um, finding a way to find similar ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting for you, you know, like, I have no idea. So this would be, this would be, a, you, you kind of got brought into a world and help, you know, from your, so this is me, what I'm thinking about and how you fit in all this. But when you came into the world, you helped me um, make it look better, um, do better production and increase output. So we, we scaled this thing to a weekly show, right? So you were very like um, manual with it. What I have no idea is actually what you think about this kind of platform and and if if you value it or how you value it value it of course I value it um, do you have a direct question the direct question is kind of like how do you view the podca- the podcast space like where does it fit in your like Emma it's a straight up passion yeah. for me it was um, um, it was my move because I had a reason to make to come into that industry you just came into it. I just like pulled you into it. Now here, here you are. So your perspective is different. You, so your why you're in the industry is different. I'm addicted to learning. Mm. Mm. I consume knowledge across like all platforms. Everything has like a different way for me. Like academic articles have a certain um, gain of knowledge for me. Um, TV shows sometimes. Podcasts have a very auditory thing. You know, I consume a lot of audiobooks now. Mm. I listen to audiobooks all the time. I usually have three or four audiobooks going at a time. Mm. When I get tired of one, I switch to the next one, depending on what the vibe is. When I'm driving, I love my brain to be active. It, it keeps me sort of engaged with the road, that sort of thing. Yep. And the podcasting space is just, it's so unique because you get to share with other people who you are, why you do things. And your unique brand of whatever magic you can dream up, right? Yep. You've got your own thing. You know, Peter Terzakian has his own thing. Joe Rogan has his own thing. And you don't have to like it all. But, you know, everybody has something unique to offer. And the 
podcast space is really interesting because, you know, like we always talk about this, if you start videoing it with cameras and everything, then suddenly you can start throwing that on social media and you can build thought leadership. You can build a piece of work that people will look at. And we know that media is changing. Media has gone from print journalism was huge for hundreds of years. It was the only way to read things was either on a wall, on a tablet, in a newspaper, and now everything's changing to digital. And print media is having less of an impact than it was before, but digital media is taking course. You know, might not be as reputable in some spaces, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's fun too, right? Mm -hmm. You get to engage with everything. It can be for enjoyment or for learning knowledge. Yep. Um, kind of getting brought into this like industry, like I don't, I don't think you had experience podcasting like before any of this, right? So Brian's, I'll just speak to what I see for Brian. Brian's like this um, uh, researching perfectionist, like all in, breakneck, figure it out, make it better, keep moving forward. That's his kind of personality. Did you, um, what was your, what's been the biggest surprise for you now that you're like this deep into it? And when I say deep into it, I mean like you are, skilled and talented enough to like pop up any show you want wherever and understand all the ins and outs and how to deliver it. So what's been the biggest surprise for you now that you're kind of way deep in this biz? Is that I can talk to people and with like a certain amount of confidence, know that I can make their lives better. Know that whatever their goals or their ambition is through storytelling, I can help them achieve that. Mm. And that's like goosebump mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought that would be possible. Yep. But I see all of these people who are trying to solve problems and they can solve it with storytelling and communications. Mm -hmm. Proper, direct communication that brings clarity to whatever's going on, breaking down barriers. And it's like, you can solve anything with that. Like politics, marketing, you know, yep. just pure enjoyment. Yep. Like it serves so many people. Mm -hmm. And I want to get lots of people into it who are yep. also passionate about that. Yeah, It's such a... You know, as people listen to this or watch this, they'll be able to tell how different we all are. You know, like I'm sure Emma's, sit, Emma's sitting here off camera looking at Brian and watching him talk and she's like, holy shit, <laughs> what is he saying? No, no. It's, but, but it's, it's such a different approach, right? Mm -hmm. Brian's so approach is like... oriented. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. Oh, <laughs> no. no. But the, but the, so there's just, there's so many ways to look at her. Like Brian can, Brian can connect a bunch of dots on, on what he sees, right? So mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what, what I see about the podcasting space? Yeah, what's, what's the and and so this is like a you have two points of reference, right? Your own show and this mm -hmm. show. So what's mm -hmm. what's been the biggest what's been the biggest surprise or aha thing for you in this space? Mm -hmm. Many things. Off the top of my head, I would just say how untapped the space is. Podcasting's been around for like over twelve years now, and um, people say like everyone and their mom has a podcast, but I still believe there's so much like potential, and so. Um, I work with you and I hope it's cool if I said, like I work in podcasting in yeah, different yeah. areas, like within the industry, I do loads of different things. And um, yeah, I just feel like it's such an untapped space and it has so much opportunity. And then if we think in relation to Calgary or Alberta or even just like this region of the country, there's not much going on here. And so um, I just see a lot of opportunity for mm. sure. Yeah. Mm. Did that um, answer the question? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, it's like, a, it's your, you saw it as an opportunity, not a surprise. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're just like, could have been surprised how much opportunity there is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually have been. Yeah. I think so. 
Um, so you guys have been like riding right beside me very, so I guess for, for context, I think I took it from one to, when did you jump on? I always say 14. You probably know exactly. I think it's 13 or 14. Okay. So let's go with 14 it's, to keep this story straight. The first edit was Buka. And Buka? he was 13. Oh, he and was? And 14 was Rice, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I took the show just for context. The way this thing started was I looked in my phone. And I pulled up, I made an Excel list of like 35 people that are in my phone that were either an artist, entrepreneur, an athlete, or did both. And so the way this thing works is show up on Monday, set up the studio, shoot two, shoot two episodes, tear it down, post-production, post the show, do it again the next Monday, blah, blah, blah. That's what I did from 1 to 14. And I started releasing these things like sporadically every three weeks. Like it was a bit of a, it was a cluster. I didn't have the cadence. I didn't have the, I didn't really understand how important it was. So I took to 14. You show up at 14. Take it to what? Maggie was your last one. Maggie Hall? Yeah. What number was that? We did that. That was when I went to your house. I want to say she's like 46. I, I don't know. I was stoked because I made her look incredible. It was a good episode. It was, it was right when we changed the cameras. And my whole goal oh, was right. just like, just make everyone look so good. Yeah. And that, that, so the first one was Maggie Hall. That was the one that actually we, no, we switched to yours. Graham was the first one. Oh, yeah, he was the one before that? Yeah. And then Maggie was like, you know, I was just tweaking everything every time. It's yeah. like, oh, let's tweak this. Let's see what we can do with this. And oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. That's right? you every time still. Yeah. <laughs> it's always deep, a playground. That's still you. Jeff's yeah. always like, well, do you just want to lock these settings in? I'm like, why? <laughs> 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 why would I do that? <laughs> Which is, and, that's a, and that's a frightening experience for me, right? I'm very, because I don't understand it all. So the idea of just like. I can go off the cuff with a lot of things, but that's why it's like, can we lock these in? You're like, well, I, I got this. And it's just this like evolution that keeps moving forward. So the idea of scaling this thing, um, so 14 to 46 is, is Brian and then making it look good. And then, and then that's when it comes a weekly show. That was the, that was the pivot f- for me to understand that I couldn't go dark for like four months and then just release a show. There was no consistency. There was no... Um, that was that first summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And then the thing that I, the, my big takeaway was um, just not talking to people for a duration of time. That, mm. was, that was like my, the reason I thought I needed help to get to a weekly, just because you go dark for that long and you don't talk to people, everything kind of, everything kind of gets closed in. Like you can't, without being able to meet people over and over on like a consistent basis creates a bunch of opportunities, right? Mm. It allows us to throw a party and have a bunch of spectacular people coming because it's this consistent drive which obviously can't do it by myself. So having you two running with me now for a long amount of time is, is the reason we're at 100 in a, in a relatively short amount of time. You have more experience. Well, how many are you at? Um, Ish. 80 something. Okay. But I haven't recorded in a, to the consistency piece. Mm-hmm. I haven't recorded since probably last year. Yeah, and it's like it's this, um, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the more you learn as well, the more work it takes. It doesn't get shorter and yeah. quicker. Some parts do, but then you learn more and it adds another layer. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm wiggling towards is just this like, this like true team atmosphere. Yeah. Brian and I grew up in sport. I'm not Me sure. Too. Yeah. So, and so there's these, this thing, you know, like you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. So to have, to have teammates actually pushing this for, thing forward is the reason we're sitting all, why we're all sitting here today. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to butt in there because I don't know about you, Brian, but I always feel you always, it's never about you. So I just want to acknowledge that, like, I appreciate that. You always call me and Brian out and Madison when she's working with us as well. And, um, 
I always feel very appreciated. Um, which I think a lot of people that have podcasts, you think they run it all themselves and you're very transparent about that. Yeah. So as a team member, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and that's why this is like a natural idea to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, cliche, the cliche question, I guess, is like favorite guest. I'm curious to see where you guys, mm-hmm. where your head goes. Or, or even, so here's the, if somebody asked me that, I, I wouldn't answer it. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe the other, the question right beside it or the new question is what's been the most um, inspiring or educational topic or conversation that you've heard? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Oh, go for it. Easy. It's Graham. Mm. I just thought... So, you know, first name, last name, so everyone knows. I can't remember his last name. Edge. Edge. Graham Edge. Sorry. (laughs) On the spot. We'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) There's no (laughs) editing. No edit. Sorry, Graham. Uh, Graham, he's just... Who was it? He was an inspiring guy. I know. It was a story about quitting drinking. Yeah. And Mm. just woke up and quit drinking, and he goes, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who can, he sets a goal, comes up with something, and he just does it. Yeah. Whether it's with his business, where he goes way out on a limb mm-hmm. and just makes these, you know, crazy plays. Yeah. And they pan out because, you know, he has grit and determination. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, you know, there's something about this guy. Yeah. And the first time I met him, I was like, wow, he's so nice. Mm-hmm. And he engages with you. And yeah. when you're talking to him, I was like, you know, he's the biggest guy in energy to me. And he just looks at me and he's fully engaged. Yep. He's not looking at his phone. He's not, yep. you know, twitching me like I got to get out of this conversation. He's just, he's there, he's mm-hmm. present and he cares. Yep. And everybody I know who talks about him feels the same way. And they're like, mm-hmm. wow, just he holds space for people. Much yep. in the same way you hold space for people. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that there's, um, to, you know, the way you um, looked up to him. You know, like we have these people, some of these people that come through the show, they're like, they're players in their space, right? And we, and we have these ideas of what they might be like. And then all of a sudden, as we start meeting them and hearing them and listening to them, they're just like normal people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just... Everybody's a human. Yeah. Everyone has a story. Yeah. And you get to capture those stories. Yeah. Which, you get to pull them out. And it's like, uh, and Graham, Graham was a, I can still, you and I have this thing that we will... <laughs> That we, how we like we know there's just some some amazing characters that come through here, and I remember that one vividly. Like it's just an energy, and just just kind of thinks differently. Yeah. And just he's like like you said, he's very thoughtful, right? People that people that talk and listen and look at your eyes, like it's just a different experience. You miss? Um, I think a lot of guests usually surprise me. Um, maybe if I know a bit about them and I go into the edit, I'm like, okay, I feel like I know how this will go. And people usually surprise me. Um, again, like it's hard to pick an answer, but when you usually ask me that mine's like a moment that kind of comes up or a topic and it's imposter syndrome. Mm. And I think of Russell Broom, I think I've, I've talked to you about this loads, um, because imposter syndrome is something I navigate through a lot so just hearing about his experience in it um and you even talked about um your experience in it as well in that episode um I just really resonated with it but I will say it is funny sometimes I genuinely without sounding cliche like I do take something from every episode and I find that sometimes the episodes are in theme with things I'm going through in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um that would be the first thing that comes to mind but there's loads of I think of moments rather than people right that um I connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I gotta ask you a question though. Yeah, yeah, you go. What about Julie Did Jacobs? Like, how incredible was she? Lisa. Lisa Jacobs. Oh, I'm screwing everything up. So this is this, this, <laughs> no. is, this, this is this is this is the fun piece, right? There's you just get, so many people you I get know, it all yeah, mixed up like, into yes. one. And it's also it's also um, our different perspectives of these guests, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm locked in on this person for a duration of time, and so then it just like it's seared in my brain. You guys are moving very quickly behind the scenes, and it's just this like this momentum, right? That's the reason it's a weekly because there's so much work happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm just like, it's just different, right? So I can see things very, I can see the person sitting right there as soon as you say it. And I, you know, it's just a, it's a different experience. What about her? Lisa, badass bass player. Wasn't she just <laughs> spectacular? <laughs> yeah. I just, her personality, yep. when she's talking about like, um, fitting into spaces, being like an yeah. introvert and an extrovert. Oh, I yeah. love that as well. when to like, when to close it down. She's extroverted, crazy extroverted. And then she goes, nope, it's time to protect my energy. And she mm -hmm. closes down and becomes an introvert for a while. Yep. And she just, she knows how to modulate. And that's one thing of the life of balance that it, I was listening to it at the gym and I kept rewinding things. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, this mm -hmm. is so good. Mm -hmm. I also loved when she was talking about different seasons of her life, how sometimes she's the, um, more like the intern role within the room and she's learning so much and absorbing so much and then she she talks about how you also need the counter of where you're more like a mentor yeah. um, and you're giving your knowledge to other people. Yeah. I thought that was really cool as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Well, can we throw the question back to you? Who's yeah, been... Sure. I don't want... Because it's hard. You can't pick a favorite. Yeah, I, told you, I told you I wouldn't answer it. So who would... Who do you think of some... I think I know what your answer might be, but who have been some people that have more just after have been conversations that you're like driving home and you just can't really get over or you're thinking about the next day? The, there's, there's, there's two people that just kind of like, their message has like resonated with me. Laval Saint-Germain, his idea of uh, forward adulation, ambulation, ambulation. It's like forward direction in the morning. Mm. So it's all around um, riding my bike. So like moving forward in space first thing in the morning kind of wakes you up and kind of gets everything firing. Adulation, ambulation, it's one of the two. Brian, you should know this. I don't know. So <laughs> Laval's going to chirp me. But. <laughs> so that, that one really stuck with me. And, and the, one of the recent ones that really stuck, me, stuck with me is Dan Balaban. And Dan is the owner of uh, Greengate Power, which is a giant-ass company. And we talked about on his show just about um, how going all in on his business kind of like hurt his family, hurt his health. And he's built this machine and, and the cameras go off and I don't share these things with many people, but the cameras go off and he's like, and we talked about fitness and he's trying to, you know, he's like, um, changing his lifestyle. The cameras go off and he's sitting here. And the last thing he said to me, he said, don't ever stop riding your bike. Hmm. And so that thing was like, um, it was just this, just this little takeaway that like this person that's the cool thing about the show for me is like I'm getting my MBA. I'm getting fucking every, every master's piece of paper that you can get. I'm getting it with these people. Mm -hmm. So when a very successful human tells me his story, his experiences, and then he, this, that's his piece of advice, not how to do deals, not how to do these things, that just like really just, it kind of confirms my own inner ideas and intuition. So that, those ones were really interesting. As far as like people, I've been like, there's some days when I go home from doing this. It's like, 
it's the most exhausting day and it's the most like, it's almost like spiritual experiences. You're just like, you're being involved in these spectacular conversations and to come down from those has been really tricky some days, but there's just been so many cool people to talk to. And for mm -hmm. whatever reason, I'm just on my fitness thing is like always top of mind. So those two one, they kind of stand out. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this thing's going to go, like this whole show, like where the Calgary Sessions app actually goes. I have no like real plan for it or like sight line to it. It's been, um, it's been a weird experience. It's been a weird, it's been a weird experience when I say that it's just because it's, it's become way more than I ever thought it was going to be. Who, there's no way I would ever thought that episode 100 would be with two people yeah. <laughs> that have helped me grow this thing. That you didn't know before starting the That's show. It, to here we are today. Mm -hmm. So it's a, weird, it's a weird spot to be. And I don't know. Um, I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I didn't think I'd ever get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> we keep Brian locked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I ask a question off that? Yeah. yeah. Um, what's been something you've learned about yourself since starting the podcast? Well... It's probably uncovered a skill set that I always had that I didn't realize was a thing. And that's just being able to listen. Mm. And for whatever reason, I don't like to talk. I don't like group environments. I don't like, so this thing's a bit of a twist. But yeah, I think it's been, it's, un, it's uncovered this skill of listening, which is kind of, um, yeah, that was unexpected. And then it's figuring out what to do with it, right? I think that's the interesting thing when you get put in new experiences and if you've, figure out you're half decent at something, then it's what to do. That's why I asked you that one time if you'd ever consider being a spy. Because mm. like, <laughs> you and I had the spy conversation. You had the spy conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> but like the ability to listen, and they call it like in mental health, they call it active listening. It's like listening with the intent um, to process instead of respond. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in, you're in conversations and you want to, you're trying to have a conversation with someone and then they cut you off and tell you their story instead of, you know, cueing into your story. But mm. it changes your relationships. It changes your conversations. It changes everything when you listen and you really engage with somebody. Yeah. It's just like Graham or any of those guys that we've had on that mm. are also really good listeners. It's like, different. Like uh, Buka. Ellie Buka. Yeah. Like Something big is going to happen with him really soon. Yeah. And he'll show you the power of listening. Yeah. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the listening thing's been the... I think you also create um, a safe space. I'm not going to disregard the courage that the guests have by showing up and sharing their story and being vulnerable. But I think in order for people to do that, they need to feel safe, they need to feel comfortable, and you do just have that, that energy about you as well. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been really interesting. It's been interesting to figure out, like, it's, it's almost laughable, the first, like, seven guests. Like, literally, I'm like, my close friends that, you know, like, Turkey and Pistols, Rob, Jackson's on there, like, Jeff Moore. These are, like, my close friends to have those guys and then just actually all the characters we've had, right? We've had yeah. some high-functioning humans on this show. And sometimes it's laughable that I'm actually talking to these people. Because <laughs> it's just, you don't, ne never, never would have, I, I, I never would have expected this. I know only once or twice you've been like, wow, I'm actually intimidated going into this conversation. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is you're a really good listener. Mm. And that's, 
that can serve you in so many different areas in life, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My dad always told me, um, you should be seen and not heard. <laughs> Same. I, my I, parents told me that as well. I never understood it, and it's still not working for me. <laughs> but it's good, good advice. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, and the, and the, right beside that is the Ali Buka, two ears, one mouth. Mm. That one, that's like an interesting thing that always stuck with me too. Yeah. Which is the exact same conversation. And he repeats that. He's a, you know, he's a professional athlete yep. who listens, yep. processes, mm -hmm. and he says there's, there's a way to conduct yourself. And yep. He's trying to pass that on to the next generation, mm -hmm. which is cool. Which, if we're going to have the generational chat, there's just about 10 years yeah. between all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And so I want to know from Emma's point of view, Ooh. where do you see podcasting going? And your experience in the growth you've you've had. What about the experience and the growth that I've had? What experience, oh. experiences, and growth have you had so far? Because you said mm -hmm. that when you first got into the space, you were in kind of like a messy area. You didn't yeah. know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so, where do you think you're going now? I don't know the exact destination, but I know kind of the direction. If that makes sense, um, and I know when I work with certain people or I do certain things, what feels good and what feels aligned. And I think my biggest strength I've realized from podcasting because I started create by creating my own show was realizing my ability to connect with other people and also how much that serves my life. Um, like I need to have connection for me to feel my best. Um, and so I don't know if this will make sense, but Realizing, I love when you say that. <laughs> I, I say it too much. Oh yeah, totally. but I you, know. The, the, no, no, you don't. It's not too much. It's like when you when you're when you're on your show and you're interviewing uh -huh. somebody, uh -huh. you have this like, you have this um, this. Uh, it's not a habit. It's just your move. You're like, I don't know if I'm making sense. So you're kind of like uh, self-deprecating. Yeah, and which well, is which is really interesting. Yeah, because and here's the thing. Like Brian just said, the generational thing here. It's mm -hmm. like there's ten years between. There's 20 between, 20 between, 20 between you and me, you and me yeah. 10 between me and Brian. And what's interesting is I get to look at it from this past experience thing. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been where you are. Mm -hmm. So now when you're going through this, mm -hmm. it's fun for me to see yeah. as long as it's not too torturous. No, no. It, and it helps because we've talked about it. Things, things that I experience, even, and I've said this to you before, you just acknowledging that you've experienced it as well. Yeah. It's not even you giving me advice, just being like, yeah, I, I understand. That's <laughs> yeah. just, that means a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring it back to your question of just, yeah, I'm just seeing the power of relationships and just going forward with that and also just uh, listening more to my intuition. So this is kind of taking it off of your question. I'm, no, I'm taking a different right direction, but um, just leaning more into the relationships and what intuitively feels good, like the decisions that I'm making. Um, what was what was the original question? Uh, I think I've lost it, but just like, what is the growth? But now you're talking yeah. about making intu intuitive decisions yeah. and knowing to trust yourself and yeah. where to go. Yeah. Right? I think I'm just, I'm learning more about myself and having more confidence and self-belief in myself. But I also think it's because I'm in something, an industry that um, I think is right for me. Mm -hmm. mm. But random though, right? Like oh, there's, yeah. no, there's no, um, listen, I might be talking to my ass right now. Maybe there's a course or a program that's like a, become a podcaster. I've looked. <laughs> yeah. So, so that this, this is a intimidating path to take because mm -hmm. there's really no blueprint no. for this, right? No. So it's for essential. And here's the thing that I always dig at you at. There's no, there's no answer. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think what's really cool about you specifically is just 
you have so much passion and knowledge for this industry. If you actually sat down and like wrote a document around all this, you could probably be a professor in some shitty school and teach. We wouldn't want that. I know, but it's like, <laughs> but the amount of knowledge you've accumulated in a short amount of time, you yeah. know, it's like a master's program. So, mm-hmm. and it's all self-guided, which is fascinating, right? It, to that, I also feel like sometimes it can be overwhelming of, oh, I don't have a blueprint. I don't technically have a job title. I've created my own full-time mm-hmm. role within the industry. And um, What is your job title? I don't have one. You're the know. podcast manager. Now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's the ability of, because there is no blueprint, you can yeah. create your own. Yeah. That excites me as yeah. well as scares me. Yeah, blessing and a curse. Yeah. yeah. The blueprint. We have a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, do you want to share a little bit about the blueprint so here's and, the and kind of how we got it going? Or are we not sharing that? Oh, we can, we can share anything. <laughs> okay. so I, here's the thing. When, when Brian asked me questions, the interesting, the interesting thing about that is he's already got the answer cooked out in his head and it always comes out better than I can say it. Mm. I, I speak from a very uh, intuition, like gut place, not like well articulated, not very thoughtful and not researched. It's just like what I feel. I'm Jeff's matrix. <laughs> Brian, Brian can like bring it all together. So talk about the blueprint. The blueprint of what, of what we've done with this show. Yeah. How we do it, yeah. how we execute it. Yeah. Well, it started off, you were in uh, Gary V's five uh, D's. Can you? Four, four D's virtual. Four D's. What yeah. are the D's? Uh, it's like a, well, that's a good question. Digital, I think it's called the Digital Deep Dive Discovery. Right, Digital, digital Deep Dive Discovery something. program. Yep. And so basically the idea is create content, chop it up into micro pieces, and deliver it timely so that you can stay top of mind with people. Yep. And the idea, you know, the podcast world, most podcasts, as we know, are just audio. And so it's like, well, how do you take a podcast and get followers if no one can see you and no one's looking for you? And you post your podcast and it's just no name with, you know, four episodes, no one's going to pick up your podcast. How do you market yourself? Mm -hmm. The market is getting all of these cameras. And so we added the video component and the video component allows you to capture yourself being thoughtful, chop it up, throw it on your feed, and then people can engage with it and go, wow, this is a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that. And I don't think we would have had the successes that we had if this was just audio. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the video piece is a mind twist for a lot of people. You know, here's, again, like, if I went from 1 to 14 by myself, you know, amateur cameras, amateur setup, you know, just dangerous enough to pull it off. But it's, it's, it's taking a chance and actually trying to figure it out. But it's, that's kind of where all the, the opportunities kind of are, it's come from, these little video clips, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Just that's create, how I found you. Create exposure. Yeah, and, and so even at the party, a lot. I feel like a lot of people said that, yeah. like it would pop up on their feed yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's little things like that that we take. I might take the blueprint for granted because it's just how I operate and yeah. what I believe. But it's fascinating, you know, the conversations you and I get into with other business owners. Yeah, and, and we and we explain this and we're like, wow, I've never thought of that. Yeah, and the three of us are like, well, what's the only way to do it? So it's kind of it has been interesting, to kind of get into those conversations. Everybody has all these things that they want to say, that they want to get across, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And if that stuff gets thrown into web copy, it's like, it's really hard to have s- certain conversations on web copy because it's just inappropriate to put on your website. It doesn't yeah. really land well. Usually website copy is just super short and simple. Yep. But this is how you build thought leadership. This mm-hmm. is how you show people who you are, what you believe in, why you're passionate about the space. Mm-hmm. 
because you want people to get to know you because you are your best asset. Yep. And nobody can take the brand away from you that you create unless you do something really stupid, of course. <laughs> and then having a big brand is really yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. But the intent is to be authentic. Yeah. And you yeah. can do that, I feel like, with a longer form. If it's just, we've tried, I've tried myself even, or I've been in rooms where people are trying, okay, today we're shooting, we're getting these shots, I'm answering these questions, and it's just not as natural, which means it's not as um, authentic, which mm. means people are not gonna connect with it as much. Whereas I feel like if you have an hour, you know you have an hour, you can kind of slowly get into things, you're gonna feel more comfortable, and then that's when those moments of like magic, which is what we cut and we yeah. post online, those are able to organically come up, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been, um, it's cool to prove it out. It's yeah. cool to have this like idea, this blueprint, and actually just execute it and then see what happens. Like that's been kind of, it's kind of fun to do that and then just people gonna watch to see what happens versus telling people how to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's powerful. But it also kind of comes from your pillars too, right? When you did a little deep dive into personal discovery, you came up with, was it transformative? Yep. Uh, community. And what was your third? Cur curiosity? It's definitely yours. Yeah, that's yours. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Honesty? I don't know, something. Remember. Might have been authenticity, yep. something like mm. that. Yep. You know, and when you live your life in that sort of way, like, you know, I talk about it in living a narrative lifestyle. I live my life narratively. Mm. I always play these, all these scenarios out in my mind. You know, my girlfriend comes in the room, I'm talking to myself because I'm playing out conversations, how they're going to go. And I will have the same conversation with myself like 10 times. Like, I am crazy. <laughs> but I live a narrative lifestyle. And how I do it with sports mm. or family or personal relationships. Mm. There's a story within everything. Yeah. And with a podcast, you get to live that narrative lifestyle. Yeah. Everyone has a story. Not everyone knows how to key into it and tell that story. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you bring that up. You know, the one of the recent guests was like a was talking about that exact thing, just sharing stories. And for whatever reason, this format is such a unique experience it's like there's an environment to actually tell your story i've never been put in that spot to actually like lay it all out there so it kind of makes sense that it's like a intimidating process and no it's not happening smirky. <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> we've tried <laughs> but it's um yeah the the environment is very unique yeah, yeah. perfect example of that is mike commodore that guy can tell a story mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have you just rolling in stitches with how funny he is yeah like, mm -hmm. you know, sitting mm -hmm. around in the hockey dressing room, mm -hmm. you know, it goes around. And everyone's like, oh, I got this story. I cannot wait to tell the story. Then, it, you know, it'll land or it won't. But, you know, some guys have just developed really good storytelling abilities. And yeah. that guy is hilarious. Gifted. Yeah. Yeah. With the voice for radio, too. <laughs> yeah. He does have a good voice. <laughs> really good voice. Just a boomer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have you been thinking? I know your mind's been wheeling for a while, so... Well, I did want you to touch on like why, why you started the podcast. So we, we went there. Yeah. And I feel like you've sprinkled that in. If people listen to the podcast regularly, they yeah. know why. Um, mine's going to take us off topic. Would but you think there's a topic right now? Well, I, I don't know if you're going to like it, so we can pivot if you don't want to. But <laughs> the look in his He'll face. shut you down if it's not good. <laughs> I'm fairly confident. Okay. <laughs> um, mine's just... In a sm and, and this is the thing that this is what I mean is we might have to unpack this in a different episode. But okay. um, you always ask people to go back to like when yeah, it all yeah. started. So I'm curious for you, when's that moment 
things kind of started for you. For like this idea? No, just you oh, yeah, always we're say we're that's, what I, mean. that's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. We're like almost an hour into this. <laughs> we don't have two more hours for this. <laughs> I guess. Um, the, idea, the idea for me, for this show specifically though, it goes back to watching Gary Vee um, build out his kind of blueprint. Going back to like 2007. So what happened then? Just listening to him and watching his approach to how he like built out his businesses. Mm-hmm. And just built a brand. So that's like, I've been sitting on this podcast idea for, for, probably for a... Did you watch Wine Library TV? I, 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 the originals. Once I got onto them and I did my research, figured out what was I going on. I watched them as they were coming out. No, no way. way. Yeah. Like, no I, way. I didn't know you were Gary Vee. Because, no, I liked Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> I like Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like... He was just this brash kid from, mm-hmm. where is he from? Like New York or something? Uh, Love, so. Loves yeah. the New York Jets. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm going to break the wine industry. Mm-hmm. And his idea of breaking the wine industry was swearing. It was YouTube. He had, he had a background with football jerseys and mm-hmm. helmets and shoes and stuff. Yeah. And his dad was an immigrant from, I think they're Polish. They might have been Polish. And so we had a wine store and he's like, well, what are we going to do with this wine store? We sell like a million dollars a year and he turned it into like a $20 million a year, Mm. uh, wine library store that was online. Three three mil to 60 mil. Three mil to 60 mil. And so then he would do these shows and he would drink wine and he'd be like, he would just like spit it out across (laughs) the room. He's like, Oh, that tastes like the bottom of like a dry leather shoe. (laughs) And he, he wasn't doing the regular sommelier stuff Mm -hmm. at all. And he had personality and he was doing something different. And like he was innovating, he was disrupting the system. He was the first in the internet on the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that goes back. It's like, it's like planting seeds, right? These seeds Mm -hmm. get planted. And for me, I move like really slow. Mm-hmm. So if he was talking about podcast podcasting like nine years ago, mm-hmm. it took me five years to figure it out and have the space to actually do it. So it's like a very s- slow process. So what was the catalyst? What was the moment of like thinking about it, sitting on it to the day you're like, okay, uh, I'm pulling the trigger and you bought the SM7Bs. Like what was that day? So I think what's interesting for me is um, my DJ background. Mm-hmm. So when I first started DJing, my move was um, I was moving home, so I had no rent. So I went out and bought the best turntables that money could buy. Not a, not the best mixer, but an expensive mixer, the best headphones, the best needles, and spent like $700 on records. Didn't understand any of it. Didn't understand the tools, how to make it all work, but I knew like I had an idea and I could see it. And I just bought all the gear that I knew that I was gonna need. Mm-hmm. So the same idea with all this nonsense, right? I was no, just, but- I, I had the idea. Mm-hmm. I literally had the idea. I started talking about this in, um, September of 2019. 19? Yeah, because you launched years. it in 2020. 2020. Yeah, so I sat on it for like a year. So I just had the idea. And I could actually see see it all. I could see cameras. I could see lights. And then just slowly built it out. Got but a lo- one day, like what was the... The, dr- the day was I started my business and I knew I needed to create a brand. Okay. That's it. Tell me about your first brand. First brand? First brand. What do you mean? Calgarysoul.com. Oh, this DJ thing. So the interesting thing, so Calgarysoul was started in 2003. And the idea then was to build an online community before Facebook for all the different platforms and, and build an online community for other DJs in Calgary that I was kind of aligned with. 
and to allow me to have a space to share my love for music. So to actually have a place where I could post mixes. I wasn't like a regular DJ anywhere. So the idea was to create an online space, build a community around it, and build a brand. <laughs> when I say those three things out loud, it's the exact same thing as the show, right? Mm -hmm. Build something online, build a community, and build a brand. So I would proved it out in 2003. In 2020, when this thing launched, it didn't feel like such a stretch because I had done it once. I didn't understand what was happening in 2003, what I was learning. But then fast forward, you know, 17 years and all those things I learned, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this feels natural. I can make this move. I can invest in all this gear because mm -hmm. I've done it once. So that was, it's just like this random experience. A DJ in nightclubs has allowed me to pull this off 17 years later. So it's just a, it's, um, it makes sense when you start looking back at it. But in the time, this is for you specifically, when you're doing something very creative, sometimes you don't understand why you're doing it. And sometimes you're going broke. And sometimes your friends are doing other things that feels like you're, they're moving forward quick, quicker. But when you get to a certain point and you can start putting all these pieces together from your different experiences, you're so much further ahead. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Calgary Soul. What's, so what's cool about that though, is it still lives on. Yep. And what happened to the party? Oh, James. Yeah. He tell, showed me. Tell the story. So James, uh, what's his last name? Costello. James Costello. He, uh, he's one of Jeff's oldest friends. And he says, oh man, I talk to Jeff all the time. But you want to know the funny thing is? I've only seen him like three times in the last 10 years. But we text all the time. And so we have this connection. And just recently he's come back into your life and you've seen him a couple of times in yep. the last couple of weeks and remade the connection. Yep. And he said that he... <laughs> He was, uh, he was kidding about your hosting. He's like, yeah, it always drops out on me. I'll be listening to something oh, that drops out. I still have this website from 2003. Yeah. So you put all of the music onto a thumb drive and you gave it to him and said, there you go. Now you don't have to listen to it oh, off the internet anymore. I get it. I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool though, because you, know, you did this in 2003, but mm -hmm. guys you knew from the scene back in the day are still listening to your music, yeah. which is widely available. Totally. And, and it's interesting, too, because this stuff's going to live on YouTube for whatever it forever means, right? Yeah, and Spotify. So it's like this, it's, it's, creating, it's creating a legacy piece without thinking about creating a legacy piece. You're doing something that you're passionate about. You're, creating, you're being creative in a space and following a passion, and then it turns into this legacy play. And I, th I think if you come at it from that perspective, creativity and passion, then it's always like this... Um, it's coming from a trusted spot. You know, you're not you're not coming at it from a, an ulterior motive, which mm -hmm. I think is important, especially in this day and age. And you're also like capital. Uh, you're creating also a new perspective on Calgary, and you're shedding light onto areas of the city and individuals in the city that people might not really know about, but are making massive change in their own area, yeah. right? So we can keep those stories as well, right? Do you guys feel that, by the way? Like, do you guys feel, like, I have these um, pretty intense moments with these people. Just, just the nature of the show, right? I got, like, someone's got to get this thing going. Do you feel, as, because you guys are such big pieces of the show, do you feel that you're helping tell Calgary stories? Do you have this, like, how do you guys feel about this? Am I going first? Wherever you want. Well... I said to you, I currently live in the UK. 
And um, I said this to you guys the other day. Me and Jeff are very opposite in that Jeff will never leave Calgary and loves Calgary. And I'm, oh, as a joke, I say I'm always trying to run away from Calgary, although I'm originally from here. And something that always hits me hard is the podcast and the guests and you asking that final question. And um, I just have that personal connection hearing their answers and it does it's really helped me kind of, I think, work through why I'm trying to want to run away from Calgary and, mm-hmm. and kind of sit in that further. So yeah. And then, and then I think the community event really helped me with that as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, being really excited to meet these people in real life and mm-hmm. thinking, wow, these are really inspiring individuals that I admire and I resonate with that live in the communities that I've grown up in and, yep. um, where my family lives and where my friends are. So mm-hmm. it's been really an interesting experience for me. Mm. What about you, Brian? For me, it just always comes back to brand. Like we have a different conception of brand than most marketing agencies or anybody else. Like yeah. it's not a physical thing. Brands aren't physical. Bricks, mortar, logos. Brands are your reputation. Brand is who you are. And our wonderful tapestry of humans that we've had on the show are Calgary's brand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're highlighting the highs, the lows, the strange, the unique, the talented, the creative, mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial. This is Calgary, right? Yep. The Calgary Sessions. We're yep. just purely based, highly focused on Calgarians. Mm-hmm. And that's very unique. We don't stray out of that very often. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of cool because like I look at Calgary Economic Development, and they have their idea of how to brand Calgary, and mm. it, much of it has to do with you know who's in the city and and what businesses are operating here, and the businesses that operate here are our brand as well because it's how we represent ourselves through an economic structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, people have you know as the show kind of has gotten his legs under it, and people are like you're giving a voice to Calgarians, which is which is kind of cool. It's something that. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I wouldn't have, wasn't, it wasn't on the like roadmap blueprint of what actually could happen with this thing. So that one's kind of caught me off guard, the voice piece. It's also changed my narrative or my perception of Calgary as well. Cause I think, like I said, I've lived abroad a few times and I've kind of had this past perception of the city Mm -hmm. and even from starting my own show and interviewing people and making my own connections and then now working on this show, it's just um, expedited that process as mm-hmm. well and provided way more insight into all different people like your network. And um, it's pleasantly surprising of like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, Calgary is actually really cool. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of diversity and a lot of um, alternative perspectives. And it's very, I feel like grassroots and entrepreneurial, which is something that uh, is a strong value of my own. Yep. So yeah, I just also wanted to add that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really insightful. I find mm-hmm. that, like, I identify with that as well. Like, mm-hmm. Calgary, you know, there's a lot of st- stereotypes, right? Yep. External stereotypes about Alberta, period, yep. and Calgary. And the people that we have on it defy those stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. The people we have on are humans. Everyone has a life. Everyone, you know, has family and cares and, and you know, anxieties. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they lay it out on the line on the, on the show and that's beautiful and we can capture that. Yeah. 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 It's that it's, um, it's been very unique mm-hmm. and, and something that, um, continues to evolve too. Right. I mm-hmm. think that's the interest. I think what we, what we pulled off with that event was like an evolution of this, right. It's taking this digital, digital format and then humanizing it. 
and then I then I think everything goes crazy. I whatever crazy means, I think it's like the evolution of this. We're hitting all our keywords. Mm-hmm. Humanizing, <laughs> transparency, mm-hmm. you know, transition, yep. disruption. Storytelling. Storytelling. The the crazy thing is though, I think it's um once you start like sharing your story and like getting your message out there, they're not they're not like uh words. It's just your vocabulary. It's just how it is. Yeah. And it's kind of actually what makes you tick, I think. And I think that the hesitation to actually tell people what you believe in, I think these podcasts can actually allow people to say it and then live it. And then they're not looking for their moments of where to like slide this in. They're just talking about it. And it's very authentic, mm-hmm. which I think that's been the cool thing about the show is, and, you know, talking, talking to you, to Brian, about just like what makes me tick specifically Brian can like back it up with like real words. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I think. I just didn't know how to <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> but it's like a purpose and a drive. And so cutting back to kind of the start of the show, you were like, well, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it needs to be anything or if we have to go anywhere. But I think like the purpose is to, you know, just keep doing what we're doing, yeah. right? Because I think what we're doing is possibly helping people. Some people identify with people on the show. Maybe there's great connections that were met at that party. And I don't know, it's, it's organic, right? Yep. It needs to live, it needs to grow, and mm-hmm. who knows what it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Um... You mentioned earlier when you were talking about being a DJ and how you could just like picture it or maybe you could like feel it. I know you say you don't know where this is going and it's surprised you where it's going, but is there maybe a feeling that you can step into when you think about the future of the Calgary sessions? It doesn't have to be like you asked me, or I think Brian asked me like, where are you going? It's like, I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I know what it feels like. And there's elements to it that I could articulate, but is there a piece to it? And maybe it already exists and you just want that to continue forward with the Calgary sessions. I think it's, um, I think there's no reason for it to end. Mm. I think there's this like, you know, part the hard part, not the hard part, part of the work behind this show is actually like lining up people to get on the show. Yeah. That's like a, a lot, it takes a lot of energy to make it happen. But I do think it's, it's endless the amount of potential guests that can come on this thing, which is kind of cool. I think just to, to keep the momentum going and to keep giving Calgarians a voice, I think is enough of a direction. Mm-hmm. And then I think that being creative with different ideas, how to do it, I think that was that'll keep it fresh and, and always moving forward. But I think I think there's so many cool characters in the city. But every time we turn these cameras on, it's going to be a unique experience, which it's kind of cool. Like you don't really have to overthink it; you just gotta mm-hmm. do it. Shameless plug: uh, if you know of a great guest idea, oh yeah, go to. JeffHumphreys.com. <laughs> There's a guest submission page, I believe. Is it on JeffHumphreys.com? Yeah, .ca. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. .ca, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. And I think what's also um, the reason this, this show was a good idea, just because it's important for people that, um, to hear from you two, you know, to actually what makes you tick and what, and what value you see in all this too, right? Because I think mm-hmm. what's in... What's interesting is people can then look at this as like, oh, this is there's opportunities in this world, mm-hmm. in this space specifically. So mm-hmm. I think it's a cool experience to flip this on its head and have you two explain your whys a little bit too. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea to do this one. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. Mm-hmm. It's a different. Ex- it's got to be a different experience for you guys sitting in this room with me right now. <laughs> 
because every time nobody ever sits in this room when I'm doing doing yeah, interviews, it's a close right? set. Yeah. I also want to say I just find this interesting. You don't prep the guests at all. Yeah. Like at all, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. I think it just I think that adds to your whole vibe. The whole thing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I like I find that stuff interesting. Yeah. I I kind of lost my point, but. No. Um. It's just that like you you guys have also really showed me that um, there's a different way to things. Yep. There's a different way to operate a business. There's a different way to create a team. And maybe this episode also shed light on, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm being too forward with this, but like I really vibe with you guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like we all want to be there, be here. And I don't know about Brian, but like, like this isn't a job for me. This is something I'm choosing to do. There's passion, yeah. I think amongst all of us. Yep. If you see Brian setting up the cameras, it's like you really have to be passionate about it to have the patience that Brian does to get the detail that he does. Um, so it goes beyond just Jeff, right? Yep. It's not just like a J-O-B for the three of us, mm-hmm. which I th- really think adds a lot more value to the show as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I like how you call my obsession passion. That's cool. <laughs> so that's a good way to talk, get you off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Are they recording? <laughs> you see red lights? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think it's been um, the other. The other thing I like about this this specific episode is getting airtime for you guys. I like people in the. I like giving you guys a voice. I do say it to everybody. I'm like, Em and Brian, Em and Brian. And so this is a, this is a cool uh, this is a cool atmosphere to actually give you guys a face and a voice, which I think is just fits fits this whole thing perfect. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't mess it up. I didn't swear, so we're good. <laughs> I've had my swear count on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very thankful to have you guys in my, in my world. I think you guys know that. So thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's Cinderella story. Yeah. Every day is easy with you. Nothing's ever stressful or. Mm. Brian described you know. it as one time we were on a call. <laughs> you were like, "Why is it every time you call Jeff or you talk to Jeff, it sounds like he's in a lounge chair drinking pina coladas?" And that's how I my experience with Jeff has been. I said that. He always, yeah, you, that's how you describe Jeff. You always have time for us. You at least I'll speak from my experience. I don't know about you, Brian. It's just because the only reason I say that is because our it's very different. Like I live a, like in the UK, you're with him all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. But super easy. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's, you're just, you, it's I never feel hard. Like There's never sandpaper. Usually it's yeah. just butter mm. on a pancake. Mm. Yeah. And, but there's a reason for that, right? It's, I didn't put a thing out on indeed say I'm looking for mm. a podcast person. I didn't put mm. a thing out that said I'm looking for an assassin. You know, like <laughs> you, you, you put it out, shout great, out with a great mustache. <laughs> shout out on my business card. It says digital assassin. <laughs> but it's, it's, I, I, I tell this story and, and I hope that it's not lost in you guys, right? Like you create things mm-hmm. and it starts creating this inbound momentum mm-hmm. and that's where everything gets easy. Mm-hmm. Right. If I, if I, if I had to post things and look for specific people, then you have to weed through it. Right. Yeah. If you actually create something that it clicks with people, they just when when it does when they do when things do line up and they come and our worlds collide, it's pretty like painless. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a coincidence that the three of us can hang and and it is it does feel seamless and laid back because 
part of that too because I've been through some shitty ass bosses. So. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've also maybe figured out what we do want in our lives. And at least for me, like I know what I want in my career as well. Right. And I, the other thing I want to add to that is I hope that maybe this episode can show people that there is another way, right? Like mm. I know I've had jobs in the past and if I had listened to an episode of this and just even heard how we communicate, yep. even just in the subtle ways and um, just to show that there is a different way if yeah. if you have an interest or something in something or maybe there's a part of your life that without sounding too cliche, but you just don't resonate with, like you can find people out there that are similar to you, have similar values and in your career as well yep. and in business. Yeah, yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. You just got to work out a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the, that's the other, that's the other piece. <laughs> yeah. There's that work thing and you guys obviously both are not afraid of work. So it's just another reason it all works. Mm-hmm. You know, it all just like smoothly goes down a path. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So episode hundred. Emma, cue up the outro music, please. Yeah. Wait, no, Jeff has to press the button. I do have to hit the button, but before we do that, this is like a hundredth, episode shirt from our good friend Rob Sachuk at Turkey and Pistols. So too bad you didn't have a swivel chair because the magic's on the backside. Well yeah. I can't do it. I'm yeah. not that flexible. That's, that'd, <laughs> that'd be tough. Um thanks for doing this. Thank you. I'm glad you flew in for this. Thanks for Brian, I'm glad you're just willing to ride shotgun every day. So thank you. Thank you.